بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله التيمين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعوانه وأنصاره إن شاء الله Uh, tonight our topic is extremely important and uh, inshallah pray that I can do some justice to the topic. Uh, you remember that we talked last night about uh, the role of love and said that how a genuine love can act as a shortcut towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Instead of being troubled with, you know, different problems that we have one by one, a genuine love can change and transform our heart. So, tonight, which would be our closing, you know, session, uh, I would like just to talk about this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and its role. Uh, but I should uh, remind that the topics that we have had about a states of a spiritual journey, journey uh, is not finished and the journey goes on. We just reached maybe half of it or even less. But uh, this is a shortcut if someone can find this exit for love so maybe there is no need to go to all those estates in Mesbahu Sharia which Alhamdulillah is also translated into English there is a section about love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's very informative, very profound and very useful. Uh, this, as you know, is attributed to Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, and the ideas are are very profound. So it's very likely that it must be from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam, or based on his teachings at least. Uh, Imam says, "Hubbullah." إذا أضاء على سر عبد أخلاه عن كل شاغل If love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enlightens in the heart of any person, any servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He will make him so occupied that he will no longer be thinking about anything he will not be busy with anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This love will make his heart empty from anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we have uh, in Dua Arafah that Imam Hussein alayhi salam says, Antalladhi azalta al-aghyar an qulub ahibba'ik hatta lam yuhibbu ahadan sabak. You are the one who have removed 
everything other than yourself from the heart of those who love you. To the extent that they don't love anyone other than you. So this means that the love for Allah leads to have a pure heart. Of course, such a person would love other people, would love his family, his relatives, his friends, all humanity. But his love is all formed by love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not a personal love. Sometimes I love my friends because they are useful for me, because I'm gaining something from them. And as soon as I you know, lose my interest in them, I don't gain anything from them, I forget them. Sometimes, you know, a man or woman, you know, they love each other, but just for a few weeks. And as soon as, you know, excitement goes away, then they say, love is finished. But this is not love in the first place. If there is a real love, this must become a stronger and a stronger but the passage of time. Some there are some things that become more valuable when they become older. In one case is someone that you love in a genuine way. A friend or a spouse, you know, whoever you love for the sake of Allah, when time passes, the time passes, it becomes even more valuable. But if it is not genuine love, by passage of time, this becomes sort of, you know, out-fashioned, outdated. You lose your interest. Uh, it said that in a museum, uh, they have put a statue uh, of a man and a very beautiful woman. But... They made it in the way that the woman is coming and, you know, for, to, for example, where they sit or something. Then the man is going away. So someone asked, what is the philosophy of this, you know, illustration? They said it shows that love, this is what they said, I don't accept this. Love is extinguished by meeting the beloved. This is a very important point in uh, philosophy and in also spirituality. They say, when you love someone, this becomes stronger and stronger to the extent that may occupy all your mind and thought. But as soon as you meet, this is the end. So this is why they say, Vesal means to meet your beloved finishes the love. Sometimes, you know, someone maybe for one year, two years, few years wait till he get married with someone. But when they get married, you see problems start. Why? They say because this is the problem with love, that meeting kills and extinguishes the fire of love. But this is not necessarily true. This is true about worldly love. This is true about the beloved ones which are limited. Uh, 
So we have a great desire in our, and yearning in our heart for the most perfect thing, for the greatest beloved. But when we attach this love to worldly things, we work hard to reach them. When we achieve them, we feel that, no, this is not what I wanted. I go for something else. So I work hard to reach that one, then I go for something else. Like, you know, children. They insist, for example, you must buy this toy for me. If you buy this, I promise that I will be always satisfied. After a few days, they just throw it. They want another toy. Why? Because they are not really after that toy as such. They are looking for something that they thought it can come through this one. When they try this, they find, no, this is boring. So they go for another one. And sometimes it comes to human love. We love people because we don't have, you know, genuine love. This quickly becomes extinguished. Once a very old man, you know, that maybe no one is prepared to get married with him, looked at a very young woman, was sitting, of course, you know, we read this in mystical books, not in, you might say, Mulala, you read this in what sorts of books? He was looking at a mount and saw there is a very young and pretty woman. And, you know, also the sun was shining from behind. So it was very exciting for this old man. So he told that woman that, I love you. And, you know, if you get married to me, I will make you happy. I, you know, otherwise I will die. And so many things that, you know. You know what sometimes people say. <laughs> then that woman was very clever. She said, just behind you, and I said, I will die without you, okay? So just behind you there is another hill, mount, and my sister is standing on that. She's more beautiful than me. So this man turned back to look for that one. There was no one there. But this woman said, you just were deceiving me. You didn't love me. You are looking for something. You thought, you know, okay, this is the best available. But as soon as you found something else, you change your idea. This is not genuine love. But if it's genuine love, when they become older, they love each other more. You know, you see the, those you know, people who are old, they, there is no one at home. They have managed to get their children married. They have grandchildren. But you see, day by day, their love increases for each other. And Shahid Mutahari, in one of his books, said, sometimes a woman and man, a wife and husband, so much love each other that gradually they look like each other. Their face become like each other. This is the power of love. So, when there is not a real love, 
by passage of time it becomes very weak and you know useless but this is not the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa kullu dhikrin sawallah indahu zulma every thing to be remembered every mention of anything for such a person becomes darkness he feels that as soon as he pays attention to something not for the sake of Allah it darkens his heart wal muhabb akhlasunasan sirran lillah the one who loves Allah has the purest heart this is the power of love refines your heart love does not leave any thing you know to remain purifies it's like you know a fire that burns everything imam ali this is not what i say this is what imam ali says hubbullah narun la yamurru ala shay'in illa ihtaraqa Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like a fire, blaze. When it reaches something, it burns that thing. Becomes pure and clean. If something, you know, is polluted, how do you make it clean? Sterilize that with fire. Fire leaves nothing dirty. So, al-muhib akhlasunnas sirrandillah. So, if there are bad habits, bad characters, bad qualities in my heart, what is the best way to make my heart pure? It's love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa asdaquhum qawlan. The one who loves someone cannot tell lies to that person. I may tell you lies, God forbid. But if I really love you, I can never, you know, be dishonest with you. I have no power to tell you lies. If I really love someone, there is no power, you know, to do something against that person, to disobey that person, to make that person unhappy, to tell lies. It's not possible. Even the one who loves someone, even if that person is not there, you know, he is not there. But if you love him, still you will not be able to do something that he doesn't love. You know, like, suppose, you know, a mother who loves her child. Okay? Just because she knows that, for example, her child loves this food. Mother... If the child is not there, cannot eat this food. Have you noticed? Just because they know that the one that they love, loves this food, they say, how can I love this? They cannot love. Men can love, you know, and they still eat the food. But mother cannot do that. I have seen, you know, my mother, or many mothers, you know, my mother-in-law, I'm sure your mothers are like this. Whenever they find something good, they remember their children. So, when there is a genuine love, you don't have any difficulty 
in making the one that you love, you know, happy. وَأَوْفَاهُمْ أَحْدًا The one who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best person in keeping his promise. وَأَزْكَاهُمْ أَمَلًا He has the purest act. وَأَسْفَاهُمْ ذِكْرًا His remembrance is the purest. Nothing is mixed but with that. وَأَعْبَدُهُمْ نَفْسًا He is the most humble servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because love does not let anything remain. If I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will be subservient to his will. Then Imam Sadiq alayhi salam says, <laughs> It's so beautiful. When this person is whispering to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Angels tell each other, look at this man or woman. He is not worshipping or praying for the sake of heaven or you know, to be protected from Jahannam whatsoever. Just out of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is whispering to his beloved. Angels even have pride because of this. Angels are proud to meet such a person. Once the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw that some Muslims are carrying a body, dead body. And the Prophet went and saw Imam Ali is with them. The Prophet said, who is this man? They said, he is a member of Bani Riyah, one of the member of the tribe of Riyah. The Prophet asked Imam Ali who was there with those people, what was his characteristic? Imam Ali said, nothing special, but whenever he met me, when I was passing, you know, crossing, he met me, he used to stand up and show respect to me. And telling that I love you, Ali. The Prophet said, this is why I was wondering, you know, what is the quality man? Because I saw angels are coming down for the funeral of this man. In groups. So the Prophet said, I was looking for the reason. This is the reason. A man, ordinary man, by loving Imam Ali, a genuine love. See, groups of angels come. Here Imam Sadr says, angels are proud to visit such a man or woman. If there is such a man or woman in any place, that place will be blessed. Because of him, Allah treats also other people who are with him, around him, in a very respectful way. Ayatollah Qazi, we mentioned his name several times, 
He said that he was a great man and one of the greatest Shia, you know, spiritual masters, the teacher of Allah Tabatabari and other Ayatollah Bahjat. Whenever he was going, you know, outside, and there was that man who was called Qasim, that man was showing respect to Ayatollah Qazi. This man was not a practicing Muslim. But his heart was very much full of love and respect for Ayatollah Qazi. So always was showing respect to Ayatollah Qazi and, you know. Because, you know, even people who are not good, they love people who are good. You know, those people, you know, who may be friends and going, for example, with each other, you know, to sinful places or whatsoever. But if they want to consult someone, they go to a pious person. They don't trust each other. Imam Khomeini used to say that wolves, when they want to sleep, they all sleep in the way they can watch each other. Because they don't trust each other. Have you seen wolves? They just sleep in the way that they can watch. You know, maybe that is coming to attack me. This is the case about people who are not pious people. You must always be worried. Sooner or later, they will betray. No other way. But, when there is a pious man, everyone loves that person. Ayatollah Ahmad Imiyanaji, rahimahullah, he used to tell us that sometimes, you know, people may be not very respectful to you. Because, you know, you have stopped them from doing certain things in Iran. So some people are not happy. So these, you know, ulama have caused us lots of problems, you know. We were very happy, you know, enjoying our life in the way that we wanted. So some people may not be very happy. But he said, even such people, when they have a problem, they come to you. They don't want to go to, for example, you know, uh, academics or whatsoever. They know that if anyone can pray for them or help them in their family problems or, you know, relation with their children, it's you. So everyone loves, you know, someone who is pious or they think, you know, would be a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this man was showing always respect to Ayatollah Qazi Tabatabai. Once Ayatollah Qazi told him that I tell you something and if you love me, please do that. He wanted to bring him on the right path. And this is when there is a genuine love. You don't need to, you know, be worried that will I get enough guidance or not. Guidance will come. If you do your best, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send someone who himself will take your hand. So, Ayatollah Qazi told him that two nights you must do two rak'ah salatul layl. Two rak'ah of tahajjud. He said, I don't know even how to say the prayer of Fajr. He was not saying any prayer, you know. So, 
what about the prayer of night? I said, no, for, you know, my sake, if you love me, you do this Turaka in this way. He said, if I want to do so, still I will not be able to get up. Ayatollah Qazi said, I will awake you. Okay? He said, I will awake you. So this man went home and when he wanted to sleep, he decided that, okay, this is the least I can do. He decided to wake up at a certain time. And with the help and remote help of Ayatollah Ghazi, he was exactly awakened at the same time. When he got up to say Turak a prayer, then he was changed. After saying those prayers, he became so sad and so sorry that, my Lord, you have people who come to you every night for tahajjud. They worship you every night. Why I am so bad, so wicked, that I have never come to your door. So he was changed. And then he became a great man and one of the people that Ayatollah Qazi loved him a lot. So because there was that love in him for a good and pious mu'min, he was transformed. What about the people who love Ahlul Bayt? If love for a pious man can do this. So what about someone who, like the person that we just mentioned, he had love for Imam Ali, and the Prophet said, I see groups of angels coming down. So, in Misbahu Sharia, Imam Sadiq said, because of him, because as I said some nights ago, Allah looks, is looking for some excuses for giving mercy. For punishing someone, Allah needs solid, solid proof. It must be solid proof to punish someone. But for forgiving, for showing mercy, generosity, just some excuse. But there must be some excuse. You know, something you must bring. If people ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that because of this man who loves you, give us what we want, Allah will give them. This is wasila. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove all calamities and difficulties that can be removed because of this man. So this is the power of love. This is the value of love. And whenever there is such a love, definitely the person will change. We cannot say, okay, we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but when people look at us, look at our behavior, look at our words, look at our hearts, 
there is no sign. You know, just refer to your conscience. If someone says, for example, I love this food, this dish, but he never goes for that dish. Do you accept he loves that dish? If someone says, for example, brown is my favorite color, but you go to his house, you don't find anything brown. So this means that this man doesn't love this color. He's just joking. If someone says, I love my children, but he doesn't spend any time with his children. So, so is it a real love? If someone says, I love my children, but never kisses his children. You know, once a person out of you know, pride told the prophet, I never kissed my children. The prophet said, Man la yarham la yarham. If you don't show your mercy to people, Allah will not treat you with mercy. So if you love someone, you must tell, you must show it in your practice. So if there is love, there must be some action. Love cannot be just, you know, something uh, useless. Love has the power of transformation. This is very important. Love transforms. In a very strong way. Imam Ali alayhi salam says, As we said, and this is in Biharul Anwar and also mentioned in Mesbahu Sharia. Just I recited the first part of it. Hubbullah narun la yamurru ala shay'in illa ahtaraqa. This is such a powerful fire that whenever someone is reached by this fire, it will be burnt. You cannot have fire next to ice. If there is fire, ice will melt. If there is love of Allah, the heart becomes soft. Cannot be hard. Heart becomes very soft. Becomes broken. If there is love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will be humbleness, modesty, honesty. All these merits and qualities all will come together. And this is why I think if someone in Akhirah goes to even hell, and he has love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I think the hell will be extinguished. In many du'as, if you have noticed, for example, in Munajat Sha'baniyyah or Du'ai Abu Hamza, Imam says, if you send me to hell, okay, you don't forgive me, and send me to hell, I will tell everyone in the hell that I love Allah. This is a threat. Because if you take love of Allah into hell, the whole hell will be extinguished. How can Allah burn 
a place in which love of Allah is there. So I think this is a sort of polite threat. And Allah will never put someone who has genuine love into threat, into hell. You remember the hadith which you mentioned about if I knew that he had such an opinion about me, I would never frighten him. Once a person who was very pious, a famous Sufi or Arif, this is a maybe symbolic conversation. Uh, anyway, in dream or whatsoever, he had a conversation, a debate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, you are very respected, huh? People say, oh, this man is great. Do you want me to tell your reality, what is inside you, to the people so that no one respects you? If Allah, you know, discloses our secrets, it will be very dangerous. Even in hadiths that if you knew the reality of each other, you would not have buried each other. Lo takashaftum lama So, this man gave a very beautiful answer. Of course, this answer, I think, was taught by Allah to him. He told Allah. So, Allah said, do you want me to tell the people what is your reality so that no one respects you? He said, do you want me to tell people how merciful you are so that no one obeys you? If I introduce you to the people that how merciful, how kind you are, then no one will obey you. So Allah is so much to be loved that it's very hardly if someone has such a genuine love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anything, any problem remains in his heart. And this love changes everything. Nurullah, this is the, what Imam Ali adds. Nurullah, la yattalu ala shay illa aza'ah. If light of Allah is somewhere, there can be no darkness. You say, I love Allah. Okay, so this means that there is divine light. So can be there still darkness? No. Sahabullah, when there is Cloud of Allah means Allah has attention, Allah has care. La yadharumin tahtihi shay'un illa Nothing goes under divine cloud except that will be covered. I may go under my umbrella and still be wet. Yeah? It's possible, you know, tonight happened to me. But when you are under care of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will be certainly covered. From every bad thing, protected. When wind of Allah is coming, nothing can remain still and idle. Everything will be moved. If there is water from Allah, nothing will remain dead. This water makes everything living. Revives them. And then Imam says, فَمَنْ أَحَبَّ اللَّهَ أَعْتَاهُ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ مِنَ الْمَالِ وَالْمُلْكِ 
If someone loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah gives him whatever he wants. Whatever he wants from money or respect or whatsoever. But you know such a person, he will not want too much. This is the beauty. Before having this taste of love, you may ask many, many things. But when you have this, then you will not have that much you know, ambitions in worldly things. You will be totally satisfied with whatever you have. Allah puts everything in your control, but still you don't want anything. You just want whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. So, this is the power of love which changes everything. Rumi, in his uh, collection of Shams, not in Masnavi, in Kulliyata Shams, talks about maybe his own experience. You know, he was a scholar. He was giving, you know, lectures and he had, you know, some respect. But he was not Arif. And he didn't have any poem. He, was, he had a, no poem composed. Up to when he was 38 years. Then he met Shams Tabrizi. And Shams put on this fire of love in the heart of Rumi. So he was totally changed. Then it was no longer Rumi. It was a totally new person. So he take, uh, talks about this experience. He says, Morde budam zende shodam. I was a dead. I was a scholar. People were respecting me. I had, you know, everything what, what I wanted. But he says, I was dead. A heart which does not have such a love is dead. A heart that is not shaken when the name of Allah is mentioned. This is not heart. This is a stone. If you mention the name of beloved in front of someone who loves, that person will not be the same. You remember the story of that person who, just by mentioning different cities and checking the, you know, blood, realized that the beloved of that person is in city of Balkh and in which area of that city. I'm not going to tell that the story because it takes time. So he said, I was dead and now I am alive. Geriye bodam khande shodam. I was just a person who was always depressed. Always, you know, not real joy. But now I have full of energy, full of joy. Dowlat ishq aamadu man dowlat paayande shodam. When the rain of love came, I took a permanent rain, you know. The government of love never is finishing. It remains forever. The prosperity which comes by love remains forever. Now, my eyes 
are satisfied. It means that no longer I look for anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before I had this experience, I was looking for this and that, trying this one, trying that one. And never I was satisfied. But now, I am someone who has had his favorite food. If you have had your favorite food, whatever food is brought, you will not have any appetite. My heart is now brave. There is nothing to frighten me. Bravity of lion is with me. I am as brave as lion. Now I have become like a shining star. Then he says, when I had this encounter with such a great man, I was so much interested, so much changed. But that man said, no, it's not enough. There are some, you know, impurity. Goft kesheikhi yo sari, rahbari. He said, no, you cannot be an RF. Why? Because you are a sheikh, you have murid, you have students, you have respect of people, people come and kiss your hand or whatever. So this is very difficult. You cannot with this estate become Arif. You must first become Arif, then get these positions. Imam Khomeini used to tell Talabe that before you, before you become known, before people come and respect you and kiss your hand, you must solve your problems in heart. You cannot say, when I become, inshallah, marja, I will become a good person. When I become, for example, a big scholar, I become a good person. Then there will be no chance. When no one, you know, takes you seriously, you must solve the problem. Otherwise, it will be too late. Goft ke sheikhi yo sari rahbari. You are a big person in the society. How can you leave everything behind? Sheikh Niam, Pish Niam, Amratura Bandeshuda. So I told I am no longer Sheikh, I am no longer leader for anyone, I am just obedient to you. This is what love can do. Other ways cannot, you know, bring such transformation. But love can bring such transformation. Said you are not mad. Mad means someone who has real love. Because the person who has real love will no longer, you know, make calculations. Okay, if I go to this way, how much I will lose, how much I will earn, what will happen to my future? Will I, for example, when I become old, will I have good pension or whatsoever, you know? These sorts of things doesn't come to the mind of someone who is mad with love. I become very mad to the extent that the people must put chain on me. You know, some of the mad people are so uh, difficult to be controlled that you must put chain on them. Said, I am such a mad person. This is what Imam Ali says in Khutbatul Muttaqeen. That when people look at these pious people, they say, لَقَدْ خُولَتُو People say, these are mad. 
Many people in the world, when they look at us, they say we are mad. Look at these people, these are mad people, they fast whole Ramadan. And not only they fast, their children also fast. They have no mercy even on their children. They say we are mad. Huh? These are people are mad, they never drink. Yes, okay, we are happy to be mad. If you are agil, it's better that we are mad. رفتم و دیوانه شدم سلسله بندنده شدم But he said it's not enough still گفت که تو کشته نی در طرب آغشته نی said no you are still not dead this is the concept of voluntary death that we said you must die so that you can be revived so he said okay I am now dead. A very beautiful thing. He said, گفت که با بالو پری من پرو بالت ندهم. You have some wings. So I cannot give you another set of wings. What does it mean? It means that as long as you think that you are doing something, as long as you think that you know what to do, Allah will not help you. I said, okay, I know, you know, I am quite, you know, in control of everything. I know what is, you know, happening. And I have my own ways. This is very difficult, to have our own ways. We must have Allah's ways, not our own ways. Yeah? Or British ways. <laughs> Anyways, huh? Okay. We must have our own ways. Gove ke babalo pari man parobalat nada. So he said, I said, I removed my wings. Just I want your own wings. Gove ke to sham shodi, qibleye in jam shodi. He said, now you have become a good person, but still we cannot accept it. Why? Because, you know, you have respect of people. Say, okay, this is our master, this is person, it's very good in spirituality, you know, this and that. And you enjoy he said, it's very beautiful. Sham niyam. Jam niyam. Do the parakande shoda. I said, I am no longer a candle. He said, you are a candle and people, you know, respect. He said, no, I am no longer a candle. I am just a scattered smoke. After going to this experience, finally, tabish jan yaft dilam. Vashadu bishkaft dilam. Then my heart was opened. And Allah's light enlightened my heart. And now my heart is enlightening. Everyone can benefit from this light. Yusuf budamu zeknun Yusuf zayande shodam. I was Yusuf. But now I generate lots of Yusuf. There is a beauty in every one of us. But it's not enough. We must create beauty by forgetting our own beauty. So this is the power of love. And if there is a real love, this transformation must take place. There is a hadith which is narrated by many scholars such as Zamakhshari. You know Zamakhshari? If Sunni, who is a very famous scholar. 
in his book Al-Kashaf, he says that the Prophet Muhammad said, Allah, beware, man mata Allah, hubbe, Muhammad wa ala Muhammad, mata shahida. If someone dies with love for Muhammad and his household, he dies as a martyr. So you understand the power of love. A martyr is the one who offers his life, which is the most valuable thing. Yeah? What has such a person done? Nothing. Just love. A genuine love. The Prophet said, such a person loves as a martyr. And there are many other passages. Mata makhfuran lah. He loves while he's forgiven. Love for Ahlul Bayt gives you such a fast movement. It's like Shaheed. You know Shaheed, before he becomes martyr, maybe anyone like us. Shaheed, by becoming Shaheed, makes a jump. Suddenly he upgrades himself. Before becoming Shaheed, He's like other people. If he, for example, has had died on, for example, a car accident, he wouldn't have such a, a state. So maybe five minutes ago, he could have died for any reason and would be in a lower place. But martyrdom is like jumping. Okay? And love is also the same. Because as I said, love is the shortcut. The fastest way, the shortest way, fastest and shortest and safest, all together. This is love, genuine love. And it is interesting that says, Man mata Allah. You must die with this love. Sometimes, you know, we have this love, but when we die, we lose it. It's important to be able to carry this love with you. It's very difficult. Because, you know, the pressure of death is so high that it removes, takes away everything that you want to carry. You will not be able to have any extra luggage or weight. Everything will be removed. But those things which are inside your heart, you can carry. And this is why most of the knowledge that people have will be forgotten. If I have, for example, learned that my first Imam is Imam Ali, my second Imam is Imam Hassan, my third Imam is Imam Hussein, I will forget this. You know, someone was in grave and angels asked him, who is your first Imam? He said, I know, but I forgot the name. Then he said, I can play the background music of his movie. <laughs> but it doesn't help him. So, how can I remember the names of Imam? It's not just something that if you have good memory, you say, okay, I have good memory, I will remember this. No, this is not like this. If it has become part of your reality, you will remember that. If it is not part of your reality, the pressure of death makes you forget. 
if this love is genuine love, which has changed your heart, you will carry it with yourself. Otherwise, you will leave it behind. Maybe even sooner. Maybe even when you go to the difficulties and tests, you may lose it even sooner. Or maybe before you die. So it's very important that we make this love uh, instilled and inserted, rooted in our heart. And then there are many, many things about what will happen to such a person. But maybe you ask me, how can I achieve this love? The time is also over. A very important thing to achieve this love is to try to do a small, small things that you can. To do what things that you, the things that you know. You may not be a very learned person, a very experienced, you know, person. But it's not needed. Do what you can do. Sometimes I told brothers that it's like someone who is driving in a dark night. Okay? For example, it's 100 mile distance. When you switch on your light, you are not able to see all these 100 miles. Your eyes are not able, the light is not enough. There are many, many turning, you know, lots of difficulties going up and down. Yeah? But what is important is that you must not say, okay, because I don't see 100 miles ahead, I don't move. No. At least you can see some distance and you know that how to get there. Go there and then you will realize that you must, for example, turn right or left. So all the distance will be enlightened. And by the time you go, also the sun comes out. It becomes fajr. So it's important not to stay there. Make some move. Otherwise, maybe thieves, maybe wild animals come and kill you. Damage you. So do what you can, then Allah will teach you the rest, will help you for the rest. And something that can help you a lot is to have good friends, to be in touch with good and pious people. This is the power that can, you know, changes you. This is a very beautiful poem. Har ke khawahad ham khuda. You want to become next to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In the past, you know, they, whoever lived in Mecca for some time, they called Jarullah. Means neighbor of God. Like Zamakhshari. Zamakhshari is called Jarullah Zamakhshari. Whoever lived in Mecca for some years has become Jarullah. This was the title. But this is physical neighborhood. If you want to become really Jarullah. هر که خواهد همنشینی خدا گو نشیند در حضور اولیا Allah has no house so that you can go and buy a house next to him but Allah has friends 
among you on the earth. Go and find them. And make friendship with them, relation with them. صد قیامت در درونشان نقد هست. There are hundreds of resurrections inside the heart of Oliya. It means that lots of things in their heart that can change you and bring revolution to your heart. اولین آن که شود همسایه مست. The very first thing that they do with their neighbor is that they make them drunk with the love of Allah. So by looking at them and being the neighbor, the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will go to your heart. Looking at them make you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Looking at them make you forget the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's very important to have companion of good people. And the other thing which is very important is try to reduce your dependence on material things. Having very luxurious life make us forget. Being attached to this worldly life make us not to be able to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we have only one heart. If we had two hearts, we could say, okay, one heart for Allah, one heart for business. But we have only one heart. We must make business with Allah. There is no other way. Okay? But he knows how to manage everything. Don't worry about, you know, poverty. Shaitan says, no. One heart, full-heartedly, you know, must be for your dunya. Then, inshallah, there will be something for Akhirah. But this is not the way. Dedicate yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah will manage everything for you. So we must trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam says, إِذَا تَخَلَّى الْمُؤْمِنْ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا سَمَا If a mu'min refrains from dunya and keeps himself away from dunya, he will go higher and higher. Sama is from samuv, means highness. وَوَجَدَ حَلَاوَةَ حُبِّ اللَّهِ And then he finds the sweetness of love for Allah. So why I don't find sweetness of love of Allah in my heart? Because I have used different flavors which has damaged, have damaged me. My taste is ruined. I must remove them and then Allah let me taste. And if I have this taste, I will no longer for any replacement. Imam Sajjad in Munajatul Muhibbin says, Who is the one that has ever had this taste of your love and then he has looked for something else? Who is the one? The problem is that we haven't had that sweetness in our heart. So this is very important. One of the things that help a lot is to be friend with poor people. To be in touch with them. Of course, I'm not against being with rich people. But being with poor people is very important. 
Because makes you humble. Visiting people who are in, for example, difficulties. Show you how vulnerable we are. You may be very strong, very healthy. Go to the hospital and see what can happen to you the next day. Visiting graves and spend some time more than being useful for those who are dead is more useful for yourself. We think that we go there and recite Fatah for Marhumin and they will benefit. Yes, they will benefit certainly and they are expecting that. But more than the dead people, our dead heart benefits. If we go and visit the graves. There is a great man, Ayatollah Mirza Muhammad Taqi Amuli. He was in Tehran and Ayatollah Hassanzade Amuli. And this generation of ulama also had some uh, sort of training with him. He was a great man. When he was in Najaf, studying in Najaf, he was wondering why Ayatollah Qazi Tabatabai spends lots of time in Wadi Salam. This man doesn't have any commitment, any... He didn't say anyone, but he was wondering, you know, you have lots of responsibilities, you must teach, you must study, you must write, you must preach. Why he spends sometimes two, three hours in Wadi Salam, the cemetery in Najaf. So this was in his heart. Then he had a big uh, decision to make, and that was to leave Najaf and go Tehran. But he was not sure whether he must make it or not, make this decision or not. This was also in his heart. He was worried. He didn't know what to do. So one night, when he was thinking about this, he wanted to sleep, and in his room, there were some books, religious books, Islamic books, you know, just opposite his feet. So he was also not sure whether it is irrespect uh, to the books and ayahs or not. Because it's very important not to, na'uzu billah, be this, you know, respectful. But he said, my feet are on the floor, books are on the shelf. So it's no problem. So this was what happened to him, you know, and no one knew that. Then he met Ayatollah Qazi Tabatabai. Before saying anything, Ayatollah Qazi Tabatabai told him you shouldn't go to Tehran. And this is irrespectful to have the books opposite to your feet. He was wondering how he knew all this. It you know frightens you sometimes because you say if he, he knew this, so he may know many things, other things about. So he asked him, "How do you know that?" He said, "By spending some time in Wadi Salam." <laughs> you know, he had this question: Why he is going? To... So he also gave him answer for that. So it's not just a matter of teaching or you know studying or reading or saying prayer or whatsoever. We must be detached from this dunya. And these semesters are very important. It's like a spiritual clinic. 
we have health clinic, but cemetery is a spiritual clinic. Because you go there, whatever, you know, pride you have about yourself or admiration, it will go away. At least for a few minutes. And if we do it more frequently, so it will be very useful. And this is why in the past, normally, they had symmetries in the center of the city, next to the big mosques or, you know, places in shrine, so that people can more easily go and visit or even maybe pass by, so that it reminds them. So this is very important. So by trying to remember what is possible to happen to us when we become ill, when we become old, when we become poor, when we die. We can detach ourselves from worldly life and then create a space so that the light of Allah can come. You promise that you create a little space for the light of Allah to come, then Allah promises that that light will remove other things. But a little space must be done. This is my last sentence. It's difficult to finish it because it will be my last chance to meet you. Ayatollah Mar'ashi Najafi. You have heard about him? He has a great library in Qom. And he was very devoted. For tens of years, he was the first man to enter the shrine of Hazrat Ma'asumah. The first man to enter When he was young, this is said by his son, Sayyid Mahmoud Marashi, who is now in charge of the library. He said, my father, when he was young man in Qom, in Muharram, once, uh, late night, he was going back from Majlis to home. And then, in a very uh, deserted street, very, you know, empty place, he was stopped by a very strong and young man. And he smelled that he is drunk. And it was in Muharram. This is, you know, maybe 60, 70 years ago. That drunk man said, Agha Sayyid, do you recite uh, you know, come for Imam Hussein for me. It was Muharram. So this is drunk man, you know. He told him, there are majalis in the city everywhere you can go to majalis. He said, but I have also this love. So, would you recite just for me? He said, I said, there must be a proper majlis, some people, member, how can I recite, you know, such a situation? But he said, you must recite. And, you know, he said, I was frightened. You know, what can I do? So I need member. Something to sit and, you know. He said, okay, I bend. You sit on my back. And he was, you know, drunk. He couldn't make anything other than what he says. So he says, I sat on his back. And I started 
Sing salam to Imam Hussein. Assalamu alayka ya Abu Abdullah wa ala al-arwah allati hallat. This man started shaking. To the extent that I couldn't stay on his back. So I came down. And his eyes were full of tears. Said, thank you. And now I should accompany you to your house. Because it's late and maybe some people are stopped. I said, no, I know. Just, I wanted, you know, to get him. said, no, I must come and accompany you. So he went. And when he reached there, he said, I am very sorry to stop you. But I have a question. I know he was very much changed. He said, I have only one question. It came to my mind. Is it possible that Allah burns with his fire the member of Imam Hussein? Now how Allah put in his heart this idea that now that you have become a member for Hussein, I'm not going to punish you. So this man was changed because of that simple love. He changed and he became a practicing Muslim. Always in the service of Ayatollah. So if there is a real love, this love will not leave you. Just, you know, relax. This love, sooner or later, will change you. But we must make sure that this is genuine love and you can carry away with you, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, make our love, our heart full of love for himself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our mind busy with his remembrance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to serve him with pure intention. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah protect us, our families, Islamic world, from everything which is disliked by himself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah hasten the reappearance of Imam Zaman alayhi salam. And may inshallah Imam Zaman be pleased with all of us and our children inshallah generation by generation. May all ill brothers and sisters, inshallah, will be healed just now, inshallah, and all marhumin, inshallah, be forgiven now. The Hakka Muhammadin wa Ali Muhammad.